like to welcome you to the second day of our seminar and the last day of our seminar on Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1 overview. You see here chapter 10 and each of these petals is a verse in the Bhagavatam. And this is based on this book which I have written here and all the pictures are inside the book along with poetry to go with each verse. So if you want to have one of these books, you can come and see me after class. It's 20 bucks. So here we have Krishna. Uh, he has established Yudhisthira on the throne after the battle of Kukshetra. So Yudhisthira is here. And when Yudhisthira was the king, they got enough rain. I heard now there's a shortage sometimes of rain here. The cows are happy. Of course, the cows are happy here too. We have our coward girl here. <laughs> the cows are very happy. And this is just like Satya Yuga, when the cows are happy and they're protected. So with, with Yudhisthira, I don't know if the cows here do this, but the cows were putting their milk all over the fields. I don't think this happens here. <laughs> there was so much milk that the milk was coming down. And everybody had no mental problems because the king was a pure Krishna conscious king. There were no diseases. There was, it wasn't too hot or too cool when Yudhisthira was king. So here in the second section we have Krishna's departure. I'm going to read verse 6. Yudhisthira's enemy was never born, thus the climate was never too warm, nor too cold, nor was there strife for any citizens throughout their life. So here we have Krishna's departure. Krishna is in Hastinapur. He's ready to leave to Dwaraka. He was stopped by Kunti and Yudhisthira, so he stayed a little bit longer. Um, and everybody is feeling separation and they got up on top of the roofs of their buildings and they were showering flowers down on Krishna. So I'll read verse 13. Their hearts were all melting in the pot of attraction. Their eyes were unblinking as they watched his every action. They moved hither and thither in perplexity for he is the center of all prosperity. So just imagine you have Krishna with you and now he's leaving. He's leaving for you don't know how long, maybe forever. So here, the second part of chapter 10, we've got Krishna's creation. These ladies up on the roof, what are they talking about? They're talking about Krishna, how he's the creator, how he's the original personality of Godhead. And he's creating, maintaining, annihilating these words, worlds. And all, that's all they talked about, you know, what the ladies talk about nowadays, I don't know. But these ladies were talking about Krishna. And we can learn a lesson from them, just as they were talking about Krishna. And Krishna, when you talk about Krishna, Krishna comes and be with you. We can also do that. We can glorify Krishna and associate with him, even in this life. So from these picture, pictures, we're going to learn lessons. So here's a lesson I'm telling you, that just like these ladies were talking about Krishna, we can also talk about Krishna. And 
I'll read verse 22. The personality of Godhead gave unto matter all parts and parcels who desire to scatter away from him and to separate. Thus their forms and names Maya did create. That's us. We're the separated beings from the Lord. And that's why we're suffering. So after I finish this picture, I'll ask you about the lesson which I told you. And see if you can remember what lesson did you learn from this picture. We're going to learn lessons as we go. I'm not just going to be passive admirers here. We're going to try and learn something too. So the third section here, Krishna in Dwaraka. Now he's arriving in Dwaraka and everybody is so happy to see him. Oh, here's Krishna in Dwaraka. No, this is the ladies des describing Krishna and, and his wives and his children, how fortunate they are. And this is Krishna's journey here. He didn't get to Dwaraka, but the people on the way are very happy. Just imagine if Krishna was coming to your city and seeing you in person, how happy you would be. Uh, and, you would, and after you would see him, back to Godhead for you. So we've got that chance here. You can come and see Krishna and back to Godhead for you. No more birth and death. You can come and see Krishna over here. Okay, so does anybody remember the lesson we learned in this picture here? Uh, it was about Krishna, it was about the ladies. They were talking about Krishna, yeah. And what happens if we talk about Krishna? Krishna's gonna be with us. We'll, we'll have him with us if we talk about him because you talk about him, he's attracted and he comes. So chapter 11, now Krishna is going into Dwaraka. Krishna enters Dwaraka here and everybody's running to meet him. And he's blowing his kancha and it's a big festival in Dwaraka because Krishna came back after so many, who knows long, how long, maybe years. I'll read verse 9. When you go away, O Lord, lotus eye, by a million fold each moment's magnified. Our eyes become useless as if there is no sun. When out of Dordica, you have gone. So when fish is not there, they're just like, don't know what to do with themselves. They feel empty. So here when Krishna's coming, this next section, Krishna reciprocates with his devotees. He's embracing Balaram, and some devotees are offering things to him, and he's, they're having a big festival. And Krishna is welcoming, he's offering obeisance to his elders. So he reciprocates with his devotees. We didn't learn a lesson in this one. So 11 part two, he's in Dwaraka. Now he first he meets his mothers and they welcome him, Devaki and her sisters. Then Krishna meets the queens, his wives, all his wives. And and they're very happy to see each other. But they can't control him because he's transcendental. But he's attracted by their service. That's what attracts him. And see how, and he's, they send their children to also embrace him first and then they also embrace him. So chapter 12. This is Yudhisthira's devotional rule. Back to Yudhisthira. Um, even the demigods were enchanted by his 
opulence, they wanted it. Now, Krishna saves Parikshit. Uh, this is, Parikshit is born, but before he's born, he saw Krishna in the womb. When uh, Ashwatthama sent a Brahmastra to kill him, Krishna came and protected him. So as soon as he got out, he was looking, where's that person? And that's what his name means. Parikshit means the examiner. He was examining, is that the person? Is that the person I saw? No. But anyway, he, he had that name. I'll read verse 7, chapter 12. When Pariksit in embryo was suddenly burned by Brahmastra weapon, Krishna soon learned. He approached his mother with all haste and speed. Pariksha could see him performing this deed. So there's Pariksha in the womb. He's seeing the Brahmastra coming. He's seeing Krishna whirling his club and protecting him from the Brahmastra. So now Krishna's birth, this is about his birth, all the good signs of the zodiac. His chart was amazing, he was a great emperor. Jai, welcome. For those who are newcomers, we're doing Canto 1, Part 2, this last 10 chapters. Picture for every verse, and that's what you're seeing up here on this board with different sections and we're learning different lessons from different pictures. Okay, Krikshit's birth. So all these astrologers came and they were saying so many good things. Here in part two, Krikshit's glorious future. He will be comparable to Ram in truthfulness. He'll be like a lion in strength. He'll be as steady as the Himalayan mountains. So he has all these amazing qualities. He will be like Lord Ram. Now we read verse 23. He will be Brahma's equanimity of mind. Like Lord Shiva, he'll be magnificent and kind. The shelter of everyone, like Lord Narayan. These are predictions which you can rely on. So this is Krikshit's glorious future. He will be exactly uh, like Krishna, like his father, like the Pandavas. He will be a great king. So Yudhisthira's horse sacrifice, he, um, he did this horse sacrifice to counteract the, all the killing in the battle of Kurukshetra. And then Krishna left. Krishna already left. So this is kind of going back, this chapter. Chapter 13. So now Vidura, who is the brother of Pandu, Kunti's husband, and Vidurastra's brother, he was out on pilgrimage because he was kicked out of the palace. And now he's come back and everybody's welcoming him wonderfully. And Yudhisthira questions, Vidura, what did, what did you learn? Actually, the whole third and fourth canto of Bhagavatam is Vidura talking with Maitreya. So here he is, he's meeting his relatives, he's talking with everyone, and Yudhisthira said, you're just like a, a pilgrimage place personified because you carry the Lord in your heart. So now Vidura preaches to Dhritarashtra. There is a lesson here. Before death and your body starts falling apart, you should renounce material life and go out to preach. So I think there are a lot of young people going out today for Harinam, so they didn't wait till their body falls apart, that's good. 
because when your body starts falling apart, you can't do much. You can't do much. Uh, you can try and preach. So that's the lesson. Um, when you hit old age, like Dhritarashtra, you shouldn't just stay home at the palace. Um, so, Vidura is telling him, now you should get out of here immediately. You've been blind from your birth. You can't hear now. Your memory is short and your intelligence is disturbed. Your teeth are loose. Your liver is defective. Sometimes devotee would preach like this in the beginning days, in the old days, to old people. <laughs> Wasn't good preaching. We shouldn't imitate the great souls. But that was the preaching of Vidura to his brother. It was to brother to brother. So he could do that. I'll read verse 25 from chapter 13. To give up your body, you may be unwilling, like a miser protecting a precious shilling. You're clinging to life at all honor's cost, unmindful that soon all will be lost. So he's preaching you should leave home. So, does anybody remember the lesson we learned from this picture? Yeah, go out and preach. At what time of your life? When your teeth start falling out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't wait till that that time. It's better. But Jitarashtra was in that condition. He was clinging to the throne even though he was very old, just like many of our presidents nowadays. Okay, so part two, Dhritarashtra leaves home. So he listened, and there he is with his blind wife, Gandhari. He's about to leave home. I mean, he's not about, he's leaving home. Gandhari, Dhritarashtra, and Vidura, the three of them, they left home. And his secretary, Sanjay, is crying because he could not find them. And Yudhisthira is so upset, Narada Muni comes and preaches to Yudhisthira that, um, you know, don't lament for anyone. Everything is under control of the Supreme Lord. So you should look to Lord Krishna only. Uh, he's taking care of everyone. Because Yudhisthira was thinking, I am responsible. I'm responsible for Jitarashtra. I'm responsible for him leaving home. It's my fault. So he was taking full responsibility. And Arunani said, don't worry about him. And this is the lesson from this picture, that the Lord protects everyone, maintains everyone, he's taking care of everyone. So we should not worry. Of course, as a mother I worry, but uh, we should not worry, actually. We should depend on Krishna, trust Krishna, have faith in Krishna. He will take care of us. He will. Look at my life. I never worked my whole life, and I'm still. I'm eating and sleep and everything. I'm being maintained by Krishna, even though I, I have no pension, no social security. No, I have Krishna's security. I have Krishna. So Narada preaches here. Jitarastha's perfection. He said, "Don't worry. In five days." He's going to leave his body in yogic fire, and his hut will catch on fire, and Gandhari will enter the fire, and she will also go. So he said, you can't, you can't do anything. It's already happening, and that's what's going to happen. 
So what was the lesson we learned here in this picture? Krishna maintains, yay! He does. He does. Since you came here, are you maintained? Yes. And you don't have to work out a job? No. Of course, you take care of the cops. That's not work. That's fun. <laughs> That's happiness. <laughs> yes. Or do the cows take care of you? Who takes care? <laughs> who takes care of who? You take care of the cows. The cows take care of you. Okay. Chapter 14. This is called the disappearance of Lord Krishna. Here we have Kali's influence. Um, Arjuna was with Krishna in Dwaraka. And a few months passed, Arjuna did not return. And Yudhisthira was seeing some bad omens. People were fighting, and there was corruption, and people were greedy and angry. He saw many inauspicious omens. The cows were crying, wolves were, fire was coming out of their mouths. The deities in the temple were crying, there were owls. Uh, there was uh, thunder, the ocean was disturbed too, very hot sun, no rain. So these are inauspicious omens. And the lesson we learn from this picture here in this side is that if Krishna is gone, everything is inauspicious. In the absence of Krishna, we heard this, we learned this yesterday in many of the pictures that Wherever Krishna is, there is all auspiciousness. And when Krishna is absent, everything is inauspicious. So there are so many inauspicious omens. And uh, so Yudhisthira was in anxiety, was thinking about what, what is going on. How come all these things are happening in my kingdom? And there's whirlwinds, there was fires coming out. Like in Hawaii, there's fire coming out from the ground. There's one volcano erupting. And you see the pictures on the internet, fires are coming up from the ground. I visited Hawaii, and there were places where there were holes in the ground and steam was coming up. That time it wasn't even erupting. And I was thinking, oh my God, how can people live here? You just walk on the street and there's a hole all of a sudden. And, and steam. <laughs> And people have their houses here. I mean, it's a cheap place to, to buy a house. But, <laughs> but now a lot of people lost their houses here. They did lose their houses in this latest eruption. So these things happen. This is an inauspicious sign. So what, uh, okay, what lesson do we learn here in this? Yes, when Krishna goes, everything is inauspicious. If Krishna is here, Everything is auspicious. Very good. Okay, so part two, Krishna's family. Arjuna came back from Dwaraka and Krishna was, or Yudhisthira was asking him all about Krishna's family and about Krishna and his children. And I'll read verses 28 and 29, chapter 13, 14. So many names I can recall with Shibalaram, protector of all. Are they happy and living long? What is the news? Is anything wrong? So this Arjuna wasn't looking happy at all. So Yudhisthira was 
questioning what's the problem. So then he asked about Krishna's welfare here in this part here. I'll read verse 38. The great Sudharma assembly house was brought from heaven for earthly use by the members of the sacred Yodu dynasty whose feet trampled over its floors freely. So, Arjuna's welfare, here's the last section here. He said, my dear brother Arjuna, are you, are you sick? Is your health okay? You look like, you look, don't look so well. Did somebody neglect you or disrespect you or is it because Lord Krishna has left? He knew, he knew the reason. So let's see, did we have a lesson? No, no lesson there. Chapter 15, Arjuna remembers Krishna. He was remembering all the things, how he was his chariot driver, how they used to eat together, play together, and he was crying. Krishna's saw so read verse five. O king, the supreme Lord has now left me all alone. He treated me as his close friend, but now to grief I'm prone. As his servant, I was granted power very vast. The demigods were astonished, but now all that is past. So Krishna's protection He's saying, I was in the battle and Krishna ran with the wheel of the chariot to protect me from Bhishma. And uh, even though everybody's worshiping him, I treated him just like my chariot driver. So I read verse 17. Lord Krishna served me as part to Sarti. Although in proper etiquette, he did that for me. And by his mercy, I was saved from the foe to get water for my horses. I did go. So that's over here. Krishna is protecting him. Krishna's protection. Arjuna's power is lost. Why did Arjuna lose his power? He says, I'm the same Arjuna. I have the same chariot, same horses, same bow, and same arrows. But I can't, nothing. It doesn't work. Because... Krishna has left me. So all of my abilities are gone. Again, the same theme. If Krishna is there, everything is auspicious. When Krishna leaves, everything is inauspicious. So Arjuna was feeling that separation. He was defeated by some covered men. So part two, Arjuna remembers Bhagavad Gita. So in this, when he was feeling lost, hopeless, confused, he remembered Bhagavad Gita. Oh, now I'm remembering those instructions he gave me. So, lesson. When feeling separation from Krishna, remember his instructions. Read Gita, read Bhagavatam, and you will be with him and you'll feel solace. That's the lesson. I'll read verses 27, 29. To Govinda's instruction, I'm now attracted, for heartfelt relief is thus contacted. By thought of Lord Krishna, deep and profound, Arjuna, freed from ignorance, deep peace found. Lord Krishna's lotus feet, he remembered constantly. His devotion grew, and thus his mind was set free. So he remembered Gita. The next thing, Yudhisthira leaves home. I mean, what's, why should we stay? Now Krishna is gone. There he is. He left his kingdom, he put on saffron, and he left home. 
Crown Correction is king. And there is Kali trying to enter. You will see how he does come. Then Pandavas and Jopati also leave home. The rest of his brothers follow. His wife Jopati and Subhadra meditated on Krishna. And all of them went back to Godhead in their same body. I read verses 47, 48. By pure consciousness and constant devotion, they achieve Goloka and its nectar ocean. Krishna's place is attained by the pure who desire only him and nothing more. So back to home, back to Godhead. Did we have a lesson? We did. What was the lesson in this picture here? When you feel separated from Krishna, what should we do? Read Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. Remember the instructions of Krishna and you will find solace. Prabhupada also said Krishna book is solace for those who are feeling separation from Krishna. Okay, now Kali is coming. Krishna meets Kali. Well, he was, and he was beating a cow. So he caught hold of him to punish him. Deathless Krishna Katha. So here they're talking about hearing about Krishna. Here we have the, the Krishna's message dropping from Krishna's lotus feet. And if you hear Krishna's message, if you hear Bhagavatam, you will be saved from death. Lesson. If you want to be saved from death, hear Krishna Katha. Hear about Krishna. You will be saved from death. So Pariksha tours his kingdom. Everyone was praising him and his grandparents, the Pandavas. So he was very, very happy about that. Wherever he went, he was hearing the glories of his grandfathers. Okay, what's the lesson we learned in this picture? Hear Krishna to be safe. Saved from death. Good. Devotee doesn't die. He just changes his body and goes to, to Krishna. Okay, here, Dharma questions Bhumi. So Dharma is the bull. He's uh, religion in the form of a bull. And he, he saw the earth in the form of a cow and she was crying and he's saying, what's, what's wrong? Why are you why are you unhappy? I'm also having a problem. I lost three of my legs. Kali beat me. Well, he didn't tell. He didn't say that. He says I lost three legs. I'm standing on one leg only. So they were talking here. The separation from Krishna. So she replied, "Yes, Krishna has left. Krishna has left." So again, there's that same theme again here in first canto, where Krishna is gone there will be all inauspiciousness. So Krishna has left me and so I'm, I'm feeling separation from him. This was what her answer was. Kali has come everywhere, so I'm very sorry to see how Kali is there. So what was the lesson here in this picture? I just told him. <laughs> if Krishna is not there, everything is inauspicious. Krishna left, so she's feeling unhappy. 
Okay, chapter 17. Prediction challenges Kali. How dare you beat the cow in my kingdom? You deserve to be killed. So Priksha consoles the cow and the bull. Don't lament any longer. I will protect you. Who? And he asked, who has cut off your three legs? So I'll read verse 9 of chapter 17. O Surabi son, lament no more. No more fear need you endure. I am the king in here, and now I'll protect you and also the cow. Right. So then, Dharma speaks philosophy, because um, Parikshit asks, who did this? Who did this to you? And then um, he says, well, you know, it could be karma, it could be this, it could be that. I cannot really understand who did this. Because, and then Parikshit said, oh, you know religion, because you're speaking according to the principle that if you identify the person who did it, then you will go to the same place as that person. You get the same destination. If you say, that's the one, then you, if you blame someone, you will go to the same place they will. It doesn't sound fair, does it? But that's what it says here. That uh, you, you, anyway, that's... So this is a lesson. If you identify the sinner, you suffer as does the sinner. And this is especially true for uh, criticizing others. If you criticize someone else, uh, there, is a, there is a rule in the Shastra. It is said in one of the Puranas that if you criticize someone and what you say is true, you will get the same reaction as they did for doing sinful act. If you criticize someone and your accusation is untrue, then you'll get double the reaction that they, they will get. So don't criticize, don't blame anyone. Okay, so here Pariksha pacifies Tarm. Oh, that was the lesson. Well, I guess I just told you, so you won't, I don't need to ask you. Pariksha pacifies Tarma. He said, in Satya Yuga, your four legs, so the four legs of religion, we establish austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness. This is our lesson. The four legs of religion, cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness. Pariksha controls Kali. He took his sword up to kill him, but Kali surrendered, took off his dress of a king. He said, okay, since you surrender, you don't have to be afraid, but you cannot stay in my kingdom. So Kali prayed, but give me some place. He said, okay, in liquor houses, in the bars, where there's gambling, illicit sex, meat eating, intoxication, you can stay there. But Kali said, but there's no, there's no such places in your kingdom. And so he said, okay, you can stay wherever people are hoarding money. You can stay in that money. So if you hoard money, don't spend it for Krishna. Kali may come there and give you trouble. Be careful. All right. Pariksha reestablishes religion. Prabhupada explains how he did that. He introduced Harinam Sankirtan, which is happening right at this moment, I think. 
somewhere on the Gold Coast, maybe. So, I'll read verses 43 and 44. Thus Pariksha rules the kingdom with all success, coming in Yudhisthira's family of kings with great prowess. Okay, what lesson did we learn in this picture? Learn something about religion. Austerity, truthfulness, cleanliness, and what's the last one? Mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Four legs of religion. And the brahmacharis, the four ashrams, are meant to uphold these four legs. The brahmacharis are supposed to uphold cleanliness. And the grihastas are supposed to uphold mercy by giving in charity. The grihastas. The Vanaprastas are supposed to uphold austerity. And the sannyasis are supposed to uphold the leg of truthfulness. So the four ashams, uh, so doya, doya is for grihastas or dana, giving in charity. Good. Chapter 18, Pariksha's question, qualities. Pariksha's qualities. Um, so I'll read something, very interesting thing, which is a lesson here, which maybe you may not be aware of. There is a special concession for us in Kali Yuga. No, but this is not the lesson. I'm going to read something. Oh, yeah. The very day and moment that Krishna departed, that is just when Kali's advent started. Maharaj Pariksit was a realist, knowing in Kali Yuga good does exist, Highest thoughts are rewarded straight away. Sin must be gross before bad karma holds sway. So here's the lesson in this uh, chapter. If you think something bad, you don't get the karma. If you think something good, you get the karma immediately. So this is a special concession for Kali Yuga. And this is a lesson for this picture. And Pariksha knew that. And that's why he didn't kill Kali. That's why he allowed Kali to remain in his kingdom. So that's the first lesson. Good thoughts bring immediate results. Bad thoughts have to be physically performed in order to get the karma. So that's our concession for Kali Yuga. Nectarya and Krishna Katha. Okay, again. Uh, sages said, we've, we're, we've started this fire sacrifice, but we're just getting black from the smoke. But we're very happy hearing you speak about Krishna. I'll read verses 12 and 13. A sacrificial performance we have begun, but we're unsure what result will come. We're covered in soot from starting the fire, now go in the lilas, what we require. So then the next lesson is here, verse 13. A moment spent in devotees' association cannot be compared to heavenly elevation nor to liberation, nor to material boons, which are meant for those who will die soon. So second lesson, a moment's association with a pure devotee is more valuable than heaven, going to heaven, or liberation. So that is here, verse 13, associating with devotees. Krishna's glories, he's unlimited, the nails of his feet, Water came, here's the water of the Ganga, was taken by 
Lord Shiva, this is Ganga Devi coming down on Lord Shiva's head. And this water is purifying the whole universe. So he's glorifying Lord Krishna. Now in this picture we learn two lessons. Who remembers one lesson? Bad thoughts don't give any karma. And good thoughts good thoughts will give you good karma. You will get the reaction of doing anything good if you just think of doing it. So good to be a positive thinker. Positive thinking works. We have our version of it. New Age is there. They're advocating positive thoughts, mindfulness. And we have our version and, and it's, uh, yes, if you do something, you think something good, it will definitely happen. Okay, and what's the other lesson we learned in this picture? Yeah, moment association with the pure devotee is more valuable than liberation or going to heavenly planets. Good, very good. So, 18 part 2, creation and self, Samika Rishi is hungry and thirsty, the Rishi was in trance, and the king picked up a dead snake and put it around his neck because he was not received by the sage. Pariksha cursed his son, the son of the sage who was playing with his friends. He was only like 12 years old. He cursed Pariksha to die in seven days being bitten by a snake. And this is Kali. Kali entered this little Brahmin boy. And this is the downfall of the Vedic system began right here. That is how Kali entered. Then the father heard from his son what happened. He said, oh, you have done a very wrong thing. He did not congratulate his son. Very sinful act. And he prayed to Krishna. He prayed to the Lord, please forgive him. He's just a boy. So the last chapter, 19 of First Canto, Pariksha renounces. So King Pariksha re received news of his de imminent death. He gave up his kingdom. So the snake bird is going to come and bite him. He heard about that. He gave up his kingdom. He went to the Ganges River. He said, I just want to hear about Krishna. You, you come here and tell me. He accepted the vow of a sage. And sages surround Pariksha. All the sages of the universe came down to be with him because he's such a saintly king. And he prayed, if I have to take birth again, let me have complete attachment to Krishna, association with his devotees, and friendly relations with all living entities. So I'll read verse 16. If I again must take birth, this is what I pray, being attached to Krishna, that with his devotees I'll stay. With all beings I'll have friendly relations. Those, O Brahmanas, please accept my prostrations. So that was his desire at the end of his life. And the last part of chapter 19, Pariksha questions sages. Says, please tell me, what is my duty now I'm about to die? And then Shukadev, the sages were, they didn't, they weren't uh, in agreement. So, but then Shukadev appeared and everyone accepted Shukadev 
as the speaker, he should uh, he should speak Srimad Bhagavatam. So Parikshit asked Shukadev here. Shukadev has come and everybody worships Shukadev. And he's saying, please let me know what should I hear, chant, remember, and worship, and what should I not do? And the remaining cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam will be an answer to this question. So this is all based, the pictures are coming from this book. If anyone wants a book, I have two copies left. And you can come after class and get it from me. Any questions on this? Yes? Queen Quinty. Well, actually, that's what Mahabharata says. She's not mentioned in it's not mentioned in Bhagavatam, but in Mahabharata it says that Quinti went along with um, Dhritarashtra Gandhari and Vidura. So we don't know what happened to her because Bhagavatam only talks about Dhritarashtra Gandhari and Vidura. Yeah, we don't know. So and Mahabharata also doesn't tell what happened to her. Yeah, but the, it does say that she did go with um, with them. Any other questions? Does anybody have a favorite lesson that you learned today? Is any of those lessons that you really, really like? Lady speaking about Krishna, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was early on in the beginning of today's class. They were speaking about Krishna and Krishna was came there to be with them. And if we speak about Krishna, Krishna will come and be with us. He will come, we'll have his association. I like the one about protection. Krishna's protecting and maintaining you. And the one about karma. You're, oh, you get, if you think bad, you don't get it. You don't get the karma. But if you think good, you get the karma for your good thoughts. So that's very helpful in this age of Kali because so much influence of bad thoughts are there on our consciousness. Moments association and the pure devotee. Yes, it means the book as well. And so many devotees are there in the book. There's Brikshit, Shukadev, and so many sages. So imagine how, how auspicious that is. <laughs> if you read the books for one hour, then just imagine how much goes in your spiritual bank account. <laughs> Lots. Okay, any other lessons that somebody liked? Four pillars of dharma. Huh? Four pillars of dharma. Okay. Austerity, mercy, truthfulness, and, and uh, cleanliness. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when Krishna is gone, everything is inauspicious. So we have to remember Krishna and he'll be with us.
Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. If you want a book, then you can come and see me. Hare Krishna.